Shut up and sit down. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 33 of the STS Guys. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate. It's Scott. And we also this week have a special guest. Faye, say hello. Hi. Hello, Faye. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank Who's you Faye also known as? Um, I'm also known as uh, the Dark Side Dame. Awesome. All right. So Faye uh, is a professional cosplayer. So she has designed numerous different costumes. She's attended a ton of different conventions. So Faye, we'll just kind of kick it off to very begin with. Just kind of you know talk a little bit about yourself and kind of uh, your kind of a little bit about your background and kind of what you got you into cosplay in the very begin with. Okay. Um, what got me into cosplay? Um, Basically, I'm a giant nerd. Um, my biggest fandom is Star Wars, in case you couldn't tell by the, the dark side part of my name. Um, I have done all sorts of modeling um, in my in adulthood, I guess, basically. So cosplay was just something that I was like, oh, that seems cool, and I want to do this for fun. And so that's really what I, I got into. It was just for the fun of it, um, being a giant nerd. So. Now, did you think uh, that you would be able to actually start to be able to like make a living and do that as as like a profession when you first started, or is this something that you uh, just kind of did for fun and and yeah, like what what was that expectation? I guess when you started. Yeah, I, like I, I really wasn't trying to make money from it. Um, I'm still kind of building that side of it, and honestly, I just I don't really have this whole goal of making money from it. I just want to be able to fund what I make, <laughs> um, basically, and just enjoy it. I love meeting other people and being social and stuff, and especially with people that are into the same things I am. So that was more the intention, just like, let's try a new thing. I like being creative. Let's meet new friends sort of thing. So did you have friends that kind of were doing it that you're like, hey, how do you, you know, how did you get into it? Or is it just something you learned from going to cons? Like, hey, I, I want to see what that's all about. Um, no, I didn't really have any friends um, that were in, in it. Um, basically, I mean, I've thrown, I, I own a, an event facility and a slash photography studio. And so um, from that, I have been throwing themed parties for years. So um, we would dress up for these themed parties and everything. And then I heard about, I, I live, I used to live in San Diego. Um, and so obviously San Diego Comic-Con is one of the biggest um, comic conventions. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, that looks like a lot of fun. And so a group of my friends, um, this was only like two, two and a half years ago, um, a group of my friends were like, hey, let's do this whole dress up thing. And I did full body paint. <laughs> uh, nice. And I had another costume from a modeling thing that I had done before where someone built me armor. Um, and so I just put that on top of the full body paint and I had a friend draw this like Sith tattoos on me um, and just went for it. And then all the other people that were in my group dressed up and start with different Star Wars characters and stuff. And um, it was so much fun. Like I had a blast and we didn't even go into the convention. We were just walking outside and it took us forever to get like one mile. <laughs> um, and so uh, we actually also went to the lightsaber battle that they have at Balboa Park, right? Like that evening, 
And uh, I was hooked after that. It was just pretty much like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I love taking pictures with people. I love meeting new people. I love being creative. Um, and yeah, so it was just a huge blast. And I don't ever want to stop. That's <laughs> awesome. Just took off from there. Now, you mentioned uh, some, of, some of your different uh, costumes. So you mentioned you're really into Star Wars. So was that your first official cosplay? Was that was was one of like the, the Sith Lords or? Yeah, that was my very first official cosplay, like at a convention cosplay. Um, so, if, and that, I just, I sort of had this idea in my head. Um, and it's actually kind of funny because one of my other friends, she was trying to make the uh, the Laku for the like Twilic character, and it failed miserably. We just we did a horrible job trying to make one out of fabric. Um, so I was just like, okay, we're not doing that part. I'm just gonna use my regular hair, and, and then I had to experiment with body paint. I didn't know anything about body paint, so I'm like what do I lose? You know, I'm Googling everything and just looking at YouTube videos. Okay, what do I use? And um, so it was a very interesting experience um, trying to get that one set up. And it was sort of last minute too, like, which is pretty much me in general. I'm a giant procrastinator. So <laughs> I think it's commendable that you can make them yourselves. Yeah. You know, you're not going out and hiring somebody to do it. You're actually doing it yourself. There, yeah, um, there are pieces that I'm definitely like, this is not my skill. Like, I can't do this part. Will someone else do it for me? Um, so I have a friend. Um, her name is on um, Instagram. It's Gallifrey Girl. And she is <laughs> she is the my sewer, basically. I hate sewing. So that's it's not my skill. I like to paint. I like to glue. I like to piece things together. I'm like MacGyver. That's that's more my style of creating. Um, whereas if I have anything that needs to be sewn, I'm like, please do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, take totally, this from me, please. Totally about that MacGyver. I'm like, I, I, your latest uh, Instagram picture kind of shows that MacGyverish. Because uh, I saw you covered in duct tape. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the yeah. duct tape body form. Duct yeah, body. I yeah, I've um. I'm actually working with someone right now to create a blood elf wow costume type of thing. Um, this guy I've known for a while, he's like, I want to create uh, you some armor and stuff. And I'm like, and that's something I'm wanting to get into. So we're sort of experimenting together. Um, and so he's like, I, he lives in a different part of the country. So he's like, well, your body measurements are okay, but it would be better if I could actually like make something with, you know, something that works with your body, because my body is pretty unique, so it's, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's why I started doing that, and I just had my other, one of my other friends, I'm like, okay, so we're going to get this saran wrap out and the duct tape, we're going to have an adventure tonight, this is going to be fun, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that, that was actually, it was pretty hilarious um, doing that whole thing together, because we were just, both drinking. It just adds... <laughs> It's one more use for duct tape that I never knew you could do. So. Yeah, right. You can do anything with duct tape, and apparently you can make a body mold with it too. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, duct tape. I know a lot about duct tape, but um, yeah. oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure in building costumes and things, duct tape is probably a very good friend of yours. Yes, very much. Um, any sort of tape or glue. Like I said, I don't like to sew, so I'm like, what can I glue? What can I glue? <laughs> like, I take all of these. Well, duct tape, uh, you know what I actually discovered though, like, um, and this is just trial by error. I was trying to use duct tape for some things and then I found electrical tape 
And I was like, this stuff is so much better for things that need to like flex than like be tighter. Like it's just so much easier to work with. So I was super happy and it looks prettier once it's on something. Yeah, it's got that the the black kind of gl- the matte coloration. Yeah. yeah, and it comes in different colors. You can find other colors of electrical tape, which is cool too. But um, I I started making it or I made a Harley Quinn um mallet for one of my friends at for WonderCon, and I used electrical tape on the handle. So oh, that was a that was a fun project. <laughs> Speaking awesome. of conventions, also how many uh, how many official conventions do you think you've been to? Um, I think now I'm probably up to like six or seven. Oh, awesome. Yeah, um, I'm getting ready to go to two next month, which I'm super excited about. So um, Ontario uh, Comic Revolution, I think is what it's called. Um, going there for their Saturday, for Saturday. And then I'm going to um, Phoenix Comic Fest. We'll come by and say hi. Yes. Yeah, you guys are all there. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be there. We got our our confirmation. Our media badges are shipping out, so we will definitely be there. Awesome. So what's the the favorite con you visited? Favorite con? Oh, that's a hard decision. Um, (laughs) You know, honestly, I don't, I can't really say that I have a favorite because they all have such like cool, unique experiences attached to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I'm a pretty social creature, so like I've gotten into this and I've sort of drug other friends into it, or I've had a friend or two that maybe has done it before, and then we were like, oh, we now have this in common. Um, so that's really what makes the cons for me, is like the people that I get to meet and see the different costumes that we all pull together and stuff. That's, um, but I mean, like I've been to lot. I've been to two in Long Beach. Um, I've been to San Diego Comic Con. I just went to WonderCon. Um, there has been a couple. Like, like I said, I've been to uh, San Diego Comic Con too a couple times. So, yeah. so like San, that's a good that's a good answer because like San Diego is the easy answer to be like right. It's the biggest yeah. and kind of the best. Um, but it's all kind of like the smaller ones are cool too because it just depends on what you make out of it. Like right. if you go to something smaller like the Ontario one, you can still have a good time if you're with your friends and you're looking for, for uh, new, to meet new people and all that stuff. Like Jeremy and Scott went down to Tucson Comic Con um, last year, like smaller city and, and all that, but they still had a really good time. Oh, it was a blast uh, what down you there. Make out of it. It, it really depends on who you're with. Oh, totally. It, it totally makes an, a completely different adventure every time, depending on what you're doing and who you're with. Um, I'm enjoying it so much that like I want to start traveling. So like Phoenix is actually my first one out of state, um, out of California. So I'm pretty excited about doing that. I've never actually been to Phoenix either. So that just in itself is kind of cool. I love to travel. By uh, far, it's the worst month <laughs> to ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, gonna get hot. Yeah, yeah, it's you're, you're gonna, it's it's an oven, so I won't be wearing very much. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, bonus. <laughs> I'm working on it. Well, if I can get it done, please don't hold me to this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to do a poison ivy um, slave Leia mashup. Awesome! That sounds cool. amazing. Because poison ivy is my all-time favorite um, female villain. And I've done her twenty hundred times in different ways. Um, and then 
I obviously, like I said, Star Wars is like my thing. So, um, and Princess Leia is awesome in all of her costumes. And I plan to do all of them at some point, but um, yeah, I'm very much like, I really stick to kind of my fan base, like my fandoms kind of thing. I've had other people kind of ask me to do, hey, do this or do that. And I'm kind of like, well, that's nice when I have time because I have this whole giant list that's like this long. Uh, <laughs> so, so that leads me to another question is, how do you kind of go about like, say you want to do something new. What is that process that you go through to like decide like, here's what I want to, to make and, and get started on that? So it all starts when I'm drinking margaritas at night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how everything starts. starts. <laughs> yeah, that's with me. Like, I got drunk and then I wrote something down and then sober me found it. Right. Yeah. Um, we all have our our ways of pumping up that creativity. Um, no, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily have a process. Um, it really is sort of a random kind of thing. Um, especially because I've just sort of like gone full force into this. So I'm, I'm kind of like, what characters excite me? Like, that's really what it comes down to. Like I sit down and I'm just like, okay, what do I, what do I want to portray? What makes me happy? Like what makes me feel like I'm going to be good in that cosplay? Um, can I do it? <laughs> is the other, is the other um, thing. I like to challenge myself too. So like I um, have dabbled in doing, makeup and stuff for photo shoots for people and stuff and i'm trying to um learn more and more skills like fx makeup skills and stuff like that so that's actually kind of my next like venture so my characters will start being based on those different kinds of things that i wanted to try um i've already kind of done a little like a little dabble in that at wintercon my poison ivy i actually glued petals to my uh, around my eyeball and I've done it twice before because mm. my venue that I have, we did a haunted house at it and I did it then. Although this time at WonderCon, that was sort of a blunder. I put it a little too close to my eyeball this time and the entire day, my eye was just like pouring water and I'm like, oh, no. I'm not crying. You're just I literally put rocks in here. Uh, so, hey, Faye, real quick, we have a uh, uh, just a question from one of our uh, viewers here. Uh, Thomas Covenant here asks, uh, "What is the thing you enjoy most when you're at a Comic Con?" Um, I think it's the energy. Um, it's really the energy there because, like, everyone is so excited and happy and just doing the nerd thing like they're just happy to be able to let their nerd flag fry fly <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm not even drinking how is this happening yeah. um, <laughs> so tomato um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. larry has some great ones but it is it's the energy that's at the different cons like it's just so it, it's motivating and inspiring and just fun Everybody's there for everybody's there for the same purpose. Or like maybe you and I aren't into the same fandoms, but we're all, we're both like totally into something, and you can share with that. Just like waiting in line for stuff, like you can turn around and make some friends if you try. You just got to be a little bit outgoing. It's not that. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Which I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm a little shy. <laughs> 
Um, but when I'm in cosplay, I seem to be able to be a little bit more outgoing with people. And so that, I guess, is kind of fun as well, because I'm kind of in this character. Or it also leads to the fact that people want to talk to me or to get pictures and stuff like that. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Now I can actually talk to this person yeah. because they want to talk to me first. It's an easy icebreaker, right? You yeah. got that open, you, you got that opening to start a conversation because they at least know that you're into poison ivy or, or whatever you're wearing at that time. Yeah, right. for sure. Well, yeah, and you got to, you, you know, you kind of become the character. That's part of the fun. I've done cosplay maybe once or twice. I did like a bank robber joker. But like you said, you, you get to become somebody else and nobody knows who you are. And you get to interact with people in different ways. So that's awesome. It's definitely something you can get addicted to. Now, going through your Instagram, I mean, you, you do a great job with your costumes. I mean, this stuff is killer. That poison ivy you did. I can see what you did with the petals across, you know, around your eyes. I'm sure that takes a long time. But you do a really good job at it. What's what's actually funny about that too is that day um, I did two other people's makeup. <laughs> um, so my my friend who did Harley, I did her all of her makeup too, which I learned from a YouTube video, um, Glam and Gore, um, which is she. I love that girl. She does the most amazing stuff, um, and so. I I was like, okay, I'm going to do your makeup in between doing this while this dries, and then I'm going to do this part on this person, and then I had a third person that I was doing um, just like regular makeup, which was, I was like, thank God. Um, so, I and, and that's kind of my thing. Like, I like helping my friends, too. I've kind of one of one of these friends, I've, she's like all into it now. So she, I'm like, oh, we should do this character and we should do this character and I'm gonna help you make this and this. And then I'm like, oh, and I need to make my costumes too. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Everything's more fun with your friends. That's why we That's why we do this podcast together is, is just an excuse for us to hang out. It sounds like you were doing the same thing with like helping your friends out with cosplay and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we, we got another question here from uh, Johnson Revidad. Which character would you like to cosplay next? Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you have a list. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, well, which one? Like, I mean, I have several that like I've done already pulled the costumes together um, and I haven't gotten to wear them at a con yet. Um, so I'm hoping to like, I have a Carmen San Diego, which I did a whole photo shoot, um, with, I don't know if I, I think I may have posted like a teaser type of thing on, um, Instagram and I used to play the game on my computer. And so I love that character. So I really want to wear her, um, at one of the cons because, um, it's just a fun character for me to be in. Um, I, like I said, I'm doing the Slave Ivy um kind of mashup type of thing so i'm really excited if i can actually get that one together um about that one um i also i'm looking at doing different versions of princess leia like um and this is a very girly thing but um audrey <laughs> audrey hepburn um as uh, my fair lady eliza doolittle the race dress that she wears. I'm trying to see if someone can help me make that because I can't sew. Um, but I really have always wanted to dress up like her because she's such a classy woman. And if anyone knows that scene, she's also very trashy, which is <laughs> really funny. So, so awesome. At a convention, so like I said, you, you, ha you typically have some great experiences. So what's been 
your worst fan experience at a convention. Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. Because, because cosplayers, especially women cosplayers, they always have that one weird person. So uh, we were at when we were at Ace Comics. This is the mean question. Not a mean question. You have uh, a that guy. Basically, what's your worst fan? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm really used to that guy <laughs> yeah i'm sure whether it's at a con or just like walking down the street yeah like just normal yeah. everyday kind of thing so um i mean and and because of that i've learned to be like okay you're in my space like go away kind of thing um but uh you know i haven't really had anything like terrible happen yet so i'm like i'm i'm pretty even keel and good um I definitely have some fans. Like there is definitely some people that are like every time I'm at a convention, um, they're right. They try to find me and try to get pictures of me and then try to talk my ear off about stuff that I'm just like, uh huh. Thanks for smiling. I'm here for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you only have so much do. time. Like, yeah. like no matter who you are, like your time's limited. Time's the most yeah. valuable thing at a con. Yeah. So on a and I get like I get a little goo goo over some of the cosplayers and stuff sometimes, and so I'm just like, okay, remember that they are feeling just like you. They're very overwhelmed right now, and they're wanting to go a million places, and they're being pulled in a million directions. Right. <laughs> well, it, it's got to be. Nice to see you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be odd, like not being able to walk like five feet without being like picture, picture, picture. <laughs> It's definitely, yes. Well, especially if you're trying to go somewhere, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. So like at WonderCon, my dad came into town um, and then I had the two girls I was cosplaying with, all of their their husbands and boyfriends. Um, my boyfriend was there. And so we had like this giant group and everyone was like, we want to go this way and we want to go this way. And all these people are like, we want pictures. And, and, and so it was just like, oh my God, I just need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, right, like, please make it over there. I will be back. I have to pee. Uh, and then I had total uh, wardrobe malfunction that whole day. So that was fun. Um, uh. <laughs> my skirt was a little too short. <laughs> oh, I, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to you all the time. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> number like that's why like number two pet peeve but <laughs> no uh no the only reason i asked is because i said uh when we were at ace comic-con uh we, i think you've uh you've talked to her once uh, alina masquerade um so we were talking we kind of asked her that kind of that same question and she, it actually her worst moment actually happened at that at that convention uh with some weird guy who basically said i can't come near you because if i do i'm gonna do bad things to you <laughs> oh, oh wow. wow oh wow uh, yeah <laughs> Oh, poor thing. That's something that you think that you just don't say it out loud. Just, you know, control yourself. <laughs> no, control yourself. Well, There's here's the thing. things we shouldn't say out loud. Yeah, right. Well, and then, like, I, I find myself as a, a person that is usually pretty quick-witted to come back, but, like, I have no idea other than, like, okay, like, what would my response be? Like, if, if it's just no one's going to say that to me, first off. Well, let's just clear that up. But just, if it did, I would just be like, Okay, like I don't I don't know yeah. the response. Like, how I do you even respond not to that? Even respond. I would yeah. just be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like go yeah. maybe you should just stay over there then. I usually yeah. have people with me too. I also have um, this guy who likes to go with me, um, who's a friend of mine, 
and um, he's actually helping me edit videos and stuff. And I, I call him my cosplay handler because when I'm walking around, like, you know, girls, we have our purse with everything we own in it. Um, and so <laughs> he carries it for me and he gives out my business cards. And he also like kind of, kind of when I need space or something, he sort of creates that for me. So it's really nice to like kind of have him. So like if anything creepy ever happened, I, not that I can't handle it myself because I totally can, but, um, but I at least have a little bit of backup. Um, kind of yeah. thing. So yeah. Perfect. But I mean, I've heard some fantastic comments and like sometimes people don't realize how loud they're talking um, <laughs> when I walk by. And this is just me life in general, like not even just at a convention, um, but even uh, like the conventions have been funny. Um, oh, good story. So we, um, the first time I cosplayed at San Diego Comic-Con, me and my friends were all walking and well, walking, I mean, walk pose, walk pose, walk pose. <laughs> Um, and all of a sudden we're posing and this guy <laughs> walks by and he's like, them is the biggest titties I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we just died laughing. Just died laughing. Like, uh, that's great. Really? That's what he said. Really? <laughs> you got another thing that you probably should just keep to yourself. Like, right? hey, you can keep that all you want, but maybe but not screaming at it. Funny, and I'm like, I'm kind of glad he said that because it sure. just, it just, it loosened the mouth. We right. right. Well, <laughs> and, and to be honest, you got to think it's kind of nice if somebody like, it wasn't to the point where they could hold it in. They, they, they're the size that he was like, oh damn, like he had to say something. <laughs> yeah, he had to do a double take, and he had to shout about it. Like, holy yeah, shit! Yeah. Then you Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's I like do. flattering in a way. I do sometimes because, like, I mean, honestly, I know what I've got. Right, uh, I pay for them. Um, so I'm not embarrassed by them. Like, I'm glad that people appreciate it. Like, it was it's all candor. for me, but great. You get us some enjoyment out of it. Go for it. And yeah. it makes me laugh at this point. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's good that you're going to have a good attitude about it, you know, because you're going to get that no matter where you go. Life is cosplay or not. You like annoyed at everyone. So, right. And I did it to myself. I wanted the wonder, the, the like comic book girl figure and that's what i've worked on getting and now i have it which is kind of funny that i did that before really starting to cosplay i was it was always something that i was just like i want to be look like this um it was meant to be yeah yeah you, yeah. you kind of did modeling before you said right before you got into cosplay yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah, for everybody watching, uh, if you missed it before, this is the Dark Side Dame. Go check her out on Instagram. She's got a great account. Scroll through. You'll be happy that you did, guys. <laughs> that wasn't creepy at all, Nate. Hey, you know, I'm just trying to help her out, you know? I'm not trying to be creepy at all. I appreciate it, yes. But if you're watching on YouTube. He's making me feel humble right now because yeah. I don't have to talk about myself and be like, right. hey, Go look at all the things that I have. Uh, yes. Pretty much. Well, I think I tell people, Google the dark side dame. You'll find everything. Well, Johnson Rivadet found you and he uh, said that poison ivy cosplay and he gave heart face. So, oh, yes. Very, very, very nice. So um, the other thing too, um, like us, uh, you do have a Patreon, right? So yes. um, we do have a link in that if you do want to help support uh, and I 
sure there's benefits and things that you get right patreon has those tiered tiered rewards so um go check out the uh, the patreon link that we have for Faye. um and you know if you uh want to help her do some new stuff you know give give some uh some funding and it's always really helpful if people tell me like what they um like if they look at the tiers on Patreon and they're like, Hey, I would like to see this because I'm like coming up with that stuff off the top of my head or looking at other Patreons and stuff. So like, I don't really know what people want of me. Like, I'm just like, okay. Um, <laughs> um, but it is super helpful because I am a, a female entrepreneur and I have a very tight budget. And so I really do this for fun. So it really does help me continue to do it for fun. Like, um, so I definitely appreciate it. And I love getting to know um, people that appreciate the stuff that I do and um, hearing from them. So like, please comment on my Instagram stuff. Like I love being able to respond to people. Um, I'm super social and that's, that's why I do this. It's just to meet new people and have fun being a nerd. Awesome. It is fun being a nerd. Like I said, I, you couldn't say that you know, 15 years ago. Now, now that's a good normal. You can't. You're, it's it's cooler to be in there than not to be in there. Well, I used to think it was so funny when I would I I used to play WoW and people I would be like, yeah, I'm a girl, and they're like, no, you're not, and I'm like, I am. Like, why basement. I'm not catfishing anybody. Right. I'm like. I have a mic. I'm not a 12 year old boy. Like you can hear me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you play a lot of PC games still, or did you play a lot of WoW? Or um, I played a lot of WoW. I played Sims a lot. Um, again, it goes back to the creativity side. It was more not the actual gameplay of Sims, but the creating the houses and decorating them and stuff like that. So, I used to do a lot of um, entering contests on the forums and stuff like that. Um, it, I love. I, kind of, I love working with my hands, so that's part of the whole cosplay thing. And when I would do the Sims game, building houses and stuff, it sort of gave me that um, feeling of creativity and whatnot. Um, I think of anything. I've not really played anything else majorly since I was a, like a teenager or a kid, you know. And then, like, I definitely played more video games then. But unfortunately, I don't have as much time as I'd like to <laughs> to play video games and cosplay. So. So do you have a, a, a so you said you're in Star Wars, but do you have a collection of any type of thing? Do you like collect like a certain type of like figures or statues or any type of uh, fandom that you collect? Um, so well, I collect knives. Um, <laughs> but that's not really a fandom. Um, I I just got I just bought myself a mermaid bottle opener. I like mermaid. Oh. Ooh. Um, my name is Faye. Um, Fancy. which um, is the um sadistic fairy of the kind of folklore type of thing so i do love like fairy images and stuff like that so i have a lot of um different art in that regard um and then yeah i do have quite a bit of star wars stuff i just actually started um collecting crocheted um characters so i have like a mini porg that's crocheted and i have a friend that's making me uh, at at um and then i also have um, someone just actually found a Groot, and they said they're going to give it to me, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm so excited!" So, nice. yeah, so like I'm starting this whole like 
crocheted character thing, which um, I don't, it was just, I saw a pattern one day because I liked the Porgs from um, Star Wars Go marketing. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so. So what's your favorite Star Wars then? Which which one? Ooh. Um, hmm. <laughs> Anything with Han Solo in it? Ooh, all right. <laughs> Although this new movie, I'm not, I'm not. Neither are we. Harrison Ford isn't in it, so I'm kind of like, um, I cried. I cried when he died in the movie. So. Yeah, I was going to say, Force Awakens must have been really hard for you. <laughs> it was. I, I did. I cried. Yeah, he was an amazing character. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, Sorry, he was my first love, so. Um, I mean, I think I saw Star Wars when I was like five years old because my dad's a super, like, sci-fi nerd um i i mean i kind of get some of this from my dad like he actually at WonderCon dressed up in star trek uniform um that's really cool please it was here what what color shirt yellow yeah you think dad was gonna be a red shirt i you know what like i always see i'm like that's not the person that is not the shirt you want to wear anywhere Like, no, so him and his girlfriend decided they were trying to do the like the old school like Captain Kirk and um, outfits. So they she did a the I think she was wearing red though. She had a red dress on, and he had the gold command shirt. Um, he was so excited to come out and do cosplay with me because um, he's been seeing me kind of posting all the pictures and stuff like that. And so he's like, I want to come. That's it. Like he we purposely scheduled him coming out on that weekend. Um, so yeah, that was kind of fun. That's cool. You have like family supporting you and in, in, in your journey as well. So that's that's always awesome. Yeah, and yeah, not even awesome. just supporting, like doing it too. That's that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my dad's a giant nerd. That's where I get it from. So it was, it wasn't that hard to like get him to do it. I I keep telling him like I want to do more like cool makeup on you. Like, and he's like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, uh, hold on, I I don't want to go so far. I'll, I'll put on a yellow shirt and we'll call it good. Like that's that, that's my type of cosplay. Yeah, I told awesome. him I was like, I'll put I'll put ears on you, and he's like, I don't need all that, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you gotta build you gotta build up to that. Yeah, uh, step one. Thomas is asking if your necklace is Star Wars, so it looks like the Millennium Falcon. I think. Yes, it is the Millennium Falcon. Um, and awesome. I'm, I also have this. Um, my friend owns a nerdy jewelry company called Spiffing. Um, and so I don't know if you guys can see this, but it says um, fastest hunk of junk in the gal uh, galaxy. So she makes like all sorts of jewelry and stuff um, that has all sorts of fandoms, not just Star Wars, but I tend to buy the Star Wars. So I guess that's a collection there. Um, there you go. Oh, and I forgot. I collect lounge fly Star Wars purses or um, the other companies. I don't even know what the other companies are called. Yeah, the other companies don't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's Loungefly. Loungefly, yeah. uh, new company. Yeah. That's as long yeah. as it's um, Star Wars. That's pretty much all that matters to me. Yeah. We, we, love say, um, go ahead. we love Funko. So Funko bought Loungefly like a couple months ago. So um, oh, cool. all about the Loungefly. <laughs> yeah, that, Did that, that say that, may the that, fourth be with you? Yeah, it says may the fourth be with you. I, I needed a small um, purse and I was like, you know what? I found this online, and I was like, "That's me." There, that's yeah. what done. Right. I have. Sold. I have the Han. So I have a Han Solo one. I've got a Darth Vader one. I've got. Um, 
some other it's black with the rebel symbol on it i've got a whole bunch of them so that's yeah i'm a girl i like purses so i get nerdy purses it was really funny um right before the star wars movie came i can't remember which one it was um but i was in a bath and body works and i had my han solo purse and i'm standing there and i'm looking at all these like perfumes and stuff and this guy comes up and he's like so you excited about um the new movie and i'm like oh like what are you talking about and he's like the star wars movie and like points at my purse and i'm like oh, oh. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that i was carrying this i'm like oh. <laughs> All right, so we're about halfway through the show, so we're, we're about to move into uh, another hot topic. But before we move into that next topic, is there anything else that, Faye, that we should know about you as a cosplayer uh, before we move on? Um, just if uh, anyone's joined since we've talked about it, I'm the Dark Side Dame I'm pretty much on all social media um, as well as Patreon. So go ahead and follow me on those. Um, you can tell I'm really uncomfortable saying all this right now. <laughs> um, and just if you want to get into cosplay and you want any tips or anything like that, feel free to reach out to me because I love helping new people getting into this as well um, with as much knowledge as I have. Um, and um, just have fun with it because it's really, really good. Awesome. So we look forward to seeing you. Yeah. At, uh... Yeah, we'd have to look forward to seeing you at Phoenix. Like I said, we'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely seek you out, and like I said, we'll we'll, we'll come some, say hi. We'll come say hi, take some pictures. Yeah, that would be for awesome. Sure. All right, so you're sticking around for this part of the conversation because now you have officially seen uh, Avengers: uh, Infinity War. Um, but before we get started with this conversation with Avengers, I'm going to share my quick prelude to Avengers: Infinity War. Wait. So, if you haven't seen Infinity War, spoilers, right? Let's let's. Here's what I, I what that's what I usually try to do. I want to do a, like a a non-spoiler, just like quick little what we thought, and then we can get into the spoilers. And I don't think Jeremy's story is going to spoiler anything yet, right? No. Well, and then I even put in the show notes: caution. The second half of the show will contain Infinity War spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw it in the chat too, just so everybody yeah. sees it. Good job, uh, Nate. So, like I said, it'll, it's in the episode description, so if you're sticking around, if you want to see spoilers, it's, it's going to be very spoilery. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to tell you my my quick Infinity War story. So, uh, Larry and Scott and I, we tried to go and see this movie yesterday. Um, so, um, that was going to happen. Um, so, because like I said we had to work, so it wasn't going to happen. Um, so, and all of our wives already had tickets and stuff anyways. And so um, my tickets specifically were for um, 12 a.m. So that was as soon as I could find tickets. It was 12 a.m. Friday going into Saturday. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I go to work at 5 a.m. I'm like, I can't, there's no way I'm staying up to 12 a.m. And being able to enjoy this movie at the same point in time. So I'm like, you know what? Coming home. I'm taking a nap. Um, you know, set my you know lovely you know technology day we live in. Alexa, set alarm for you know 10:30 p.m. Um, so that way I can you know I, I can lay down, set the alarm for 10:30 p.m. Yeah, I guess that alarm didn't go off. Uh, oh, <laughs> and um, 
ended up waking up um, at like 1 32 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so did you set up for AM? But no, it never, it literally never went off. Did, did it think it was like for the next day or something? I have no, I have no idea. It literally never went, it literally never went off. Um, and because I'm like, if any, if anybody out there has a set an Alexa alarm before, it's hard to get the thing to shut up um, when, <laughs> when you're because when, the alarm's going off so much. Uh, you have to basically yell at it like a hundred times in order to get it to shut up. Um, yeah, so we'll end up waking up at two o'clock in the morning. Totally missed the movie. And I'm like, crap. I'm like, I need to see this movie before the podcast tonight because oh yeah, the entire second half of the podcast is about Infinity about War. Movie. As uh, as Larry said before, if you didn't, we will ruin it for you. <laughs> like, right. Um, so luckily, couple of, couple of douche nozzles over here, douche nozzles, right? Uh, so I'm never gonna see Nate's never gonna live premature Nate down. I'm never gonna live down saying douche nozzles, dude. I'm gonna hashtag that myself in the chat. Here we go. So, so luckily, um, you wanted to see it anyhow, like you were gonna figure it out. I, I did figure it out, so luckily, I figured it out. Um, they added some, some additional shows, um, so I saw it at 9 15 this morning. Um, so nice. crisis averted. Yeah. Uh, it just N- nice and early, but you, but you were well rested because you slept all yeah. day. It, it, just, it just ended up costing me sixty dollars to see Infinity War. Oh, hurts. But luckily, luckily, it was worth it. <laughs> yes. Hey, mission success. You, yeah. you made it. All right. so, uh, I want to go around the table real quick, just to give. Let's so let's um let's right, right away. Let's just give. What our rating is, so basically, Faye, we, what we do is we typically rate these movies out of five. Um, and so basically, five being basically an amazing movie, um, three being a good movie, but kind of an average movie, and then anything below that, shitty. Um, or you could do half, you can do half points too, so like points. three and a half or four and a half or whatever. Yeah, all right. So I'm not gonna make Faye go first, I'm not gonna put her on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Thank so. you, I appreciate that. <laughs> So like, I'm going to let Scott go for So we're going to do Scott, Nate, uh, Larry, me, Bay. Cool. Perfect. Cool. All right. So I'll get started. Um, just general consensus of this. I really, really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was amazing. Uh, there was a few things that I didn't like that we'll, we can get into that did bring it down a little bit. Uh, four and a half for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, with Scott on that. I was blown away by the movie. It really, um, I knew it was going to be good, but I left the theater with my jaw dropped. Um, but, you know, there's a couple of things that bother me a little bit. I'm going to match Scott and go with a 4.5 out of 5. Um, well, I'm not quite as high up there as you guys, big surprise. But Always. <laughs> but 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 I liked it. It was a really good movie. It's just not the best Marvel movie, so I'm gonna give it a four. It's not uh, as low as I was expecting. I I am I am right there with you. Um, right, it, it is a, a four for me. Uh, four to five for me. Um, there's a, a couple of different things I said, and we'll talk about those here in a little bit. But overall, like I said, it was it was it's a it's a great movie. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's definitely one that uh, I, I definitely want to see again. Yeah, incredibly well done. Really polished. So, Faye, Faye you're what do you got, Faye? Because I like being different. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say probably a 4.3. Oh, 4.3. Right. I like it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really good, well done movie. Um, I 
really did enjoy watching it. Um, there, like, like you guys have said, there were a couple things that I was kind of like, eh, okay. Um, but for most of it, I was very, very entertained. So this is one of the, the few movies going through that, like the pacing was perfect for me. Cause there was never a spot where I was like, Oh, this is like a drag on like conversation. Like every conversation led into something else that was like an action piece. So it, it was one of those movies. It's, it's a long fucking movie. Like, but two, what is it? Two hours and 45 minutes, right? Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I did not feel like I was in the theater for that long. Like what getting out of that movie. Yeah. They did a good job with so much going on with so many characters. Like I was definitely impressed with how they juggled all that. And like you said, there were, I can think of like two slow points where I'm like, uh, okay. Um, but I definitely didn't like, I, I hate long movies more than anyone. And I didn't feel like this was a long movie. It went by quick. Uh, yeah. So, for, for the amount of characters on the screen, it was impressive how many, you know, how much FaceTime every person got. So this is a question I want to ask, and it's, I'm, I'm going to go in a reverse order, so I'm going to actually put Faye on the spot in the, in that for, uh, for question, so it's not a reading, so it can be open-ending. What was your biggest surprise moment from the movie? Biggest surprise moment? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I didn't really go into it with like a set notion of how it was going to go. Um, so I guess I guess the surprise was actually how well they did all of the characters, like and just giving like so. I think someone just said that gave them all FaceTime, like a good amount of FaceTime. I was actually surprised about that, like because when seeing the previews and stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be so overwhelmed with all of these stories um, going on and like all these characters. Um, so I was actually surprised that I was like, oh, I, it flowed really nicely. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now mine was, I said, I said, this was, I was, like I said, my wow surprise moment was when Red School showed up. The, yeah. uh, so yep. I'm going to jump out of order and just kind of jump on there with you, Jeremy. That point, I literally was in the theater like this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That was mine. That when, was mine too. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was um, totally unexpected. Uh, and he was used so well. I am a little sad that it wasn't Hugo Weaving, though. No, but it was the yeah. guy from uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of cool. It's I that today. Don't revoke my nerd card, but I'm not like a huge like I'm not up on all the Marvel side <laughs> of stuff. Um, so, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> do you my remember? Brother, my brother did. I he's like because he did the <gasps> kind of thing, and I was like. What? <laughs> this is guy. Yeah. Just a guy. Yeah. It, it, it was the, the nice little Easter egg that they kind of threw in because we'll probably not see that character again. But it was a nice little well, and nod to somebody that you don't know what happened to. I think we will see. I think I, we will. I do too. It's, it's, it's put in there for a reason. And like yeah. said, it's it's not just put in there for fan service. I think it's I think it's put in there for a very specific reason. Yeah. Um. I think once the eventually once the reset button gets hit um, in the next Avengers movie, I think something is going to happen with that because he was like said that Red Skull was tied to the Soul Stone, so that's why he couldn't leave, and that's why he was you know that's why he was there. Um, so I, I I think Red Skull is going to be stepping back into the MCU. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, they can uh, he can revisit 
you know, souls from the soul stone, right? So he can go back and kind of revisit anybody that's died. Mm -hmm. You can technically bring anybody back from the dead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen to Captain America, but like Captain America is going to exist in some form. And I'm sure Red Skull is going to be back, or it could even be like the next Avengers movie. It could be the could be the main bad guy. Who knows? True. Yeah. Uh, that, that was that was a huge surprise moment for me is, is seeing Red Skull on Volmir. Um, I, I I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, it was it was crazy. Yeah, uh, that was. I knew that there was going to be like characters that I didn't like. They, they that they, they were going to sneak somebody in that we you know didn't know about. I had no. I would never have guessed. I would have never put money on Red Skull showing back up in the way that he did. Yeah, and the last time we saw him, you know, he touched the test rack and just disappeared, and that was it. Yeah, so it was cool. Were there, like, were there any other? Sorry, were there any other surprises? Like, I think Dinklage got leaked, right? People, yeah, people knew he was coming. I can't think of any other new characters. So no one really outside yet. Dinklage is uh, as the the dwarf. Uh, was it Adri or yeah, Sindri or? Uh, whatever, like it, it, Jeremy and I, like we had saw, we're like, oh yeah, like when we looked at the IMDb, we're like, oh yeah, that that's who he was playing is the guy who made Mjolnir. Um, that was the worst gamble. Jeremy and I the other day went to the IMDb page and we're like scrolling down really slow, <laughs> trying to see like, please don't have anything up, like <laughs> spoilerish. Yeah, spoilerish before we go into it. So characters, but yeah, I would uh, never have guessed that. But yeah, no one really else stood out to me that was like oh this is a like there's no real new characters i thought they might introduce some but they really didn't uh, speaking yeah, of the bad guys speaking of each though how awesome was it that the dwarf was twice as tall as everybody else peter <laughs> dinklage finally got his day in the sun he's a giant yeah, that was awesome it was a really good scene i like that whole part with the uh, i forget what the the hammer thing's called Stormbreaker. Oh, Stormbreaker. Yeah, thank you. With the Stormbreaker and Groot lifting it up, you know, to make yeah. the, the handle. That that whole that whole scene was cool. With uh Thor with the glowing blue eyes, like that that was a great scene. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that too. Yeah. I, I just like his journey to make it. It kind of makes it seem like yeah, Mjolnir was just given to him, but he now has his own kind of his weapon that he had to put his own blood, sweat, and tears into making. So I think it's cool that they actually are using Stormbreaker, which Really, in the sh- the the comics, just goes to Beta Ray Bill, right? Like it, he doesn't really ever use Stormbreaker, so it's cool that they're they're using that as his like next stage, and that now he has his like godly weapon. Yeah. So here here's here's an interesting thing too. So I think with uh said so with uh with with kind of the whole progression of, of characters and stuff like that, nothing happened the way I thought it was going to happen. Like, so, for example, in, in kind of all the toy lines and stuff that we saw out and, and things like that, we saw that Thor had his eye back. So I think yes. pretty much everyone here was guessing that Doctor Strange was basically going to turn back time, basically give him back his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Or Wakanda, like some, Wakanda or something, something like that. Else. But it was the most obvious thing that we all should have saw. Rocket <laughs> had an extra eye in his pocket. Right. Right. The, the character that legitimately steals prosthetic body parts throughout the rest of like throughout <laughs> his tenure, that actually has a reason why he's like, they gave a reason why he steals people's like prosthetics. I love the line about him stealing Bucky's arm. He's like, I'll get that arm. (laughs) (laughs) It it was pretty good. Now, but yeah. (laughs) Well, well, speaking about that too, like, and and kind of make make a good point in regards to making you laugh. There's a ton of funny moments. I was laughing. Dude, that 
that Drax scene where he's looking at Thor and just like admiring his body, that had me cracking up because he played it so well. You know, he was straight faced and uh, Dave Bautista does such a good job doing that dry humor. Oh, that, that scene when he's watching Gamora and uh, Star-Lord too, and he's like, I'm invisible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was great. It was so Still, good. It's for me and, and both me and my wife were getting a kick out of the fact that uh, Thor continually calls uh, Rocket Rabbit. Yeah, throughout the, the movie, like every time he calls him rabbit, I think I call him a for rocket every time you do it. It's so it's, good. It's 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 it just adds to so so many people give rocket shit throughout like all the movies, and then for just Thor to just call him rabbit throughout the whole time. Yeah, that's one thing I thought Ragnarok got right was the the humor, and it seems like a lot of the humor was the same. They carried that into this movie, and it was yeah. it worked so well. So yeah, it, it's. Comic book move like comic books always have had that good mix of like humorous moments and serious moments, and Marvel has done a really good job bringing it into the movies. And I think this is a perfect example of mixing the two. Like there was that point, like not only do you have jokes going into it, but then you have the freaking gut wrenching scene of Tom Holland when he's starting to, to oof. yeah, yeah, that was sad. The poof well, moment with him, another- like, it literally almost brought me to tears. He's like, I don't want to go. Like I was. Yeah. Like, well, another hilarious comment was when Star Lord called Thanos Grimace. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was <laughs> awesome. Crack up for a guy uh, that's you know left Earth in the eighties. Like, yeah, that's the last big purple thing he saw. So, uh, so kind of at that same scene uh, when Spider Man was fighting Thanos, it's like magical kick, magical another magical yeah. kick. Yeah, uh, when he's jumping through uh, Doctor Strange's all, up all the portals. Yeah, yeah, that scene was really awesome too. It so, was. So so let's I want to go into this. So like here's kind of what my my thought is. Do you think that Doctor Strange giving up the time stone was the one way that he could win? Like Absolutely. Do you oh, think that dude. that's his pre-planned yeah. thing? Yeah, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up cuz I, I think when you know he he said he saw all the different possibilities yeah. and there was one that succeeded. something something yeah. something. Yeah. So it's either he knew that he had to give Thanos the time stone at that point, or he knew that Tony Stark needed to be alive for them to win. So he sacrificed the time stone for that to happen. I think he knew Tony had to be alive and Thanos was this close to actually killing him. So the only way to stop him from killing him was to give him the time stone, which means, you know, everything else has to happen. So yeah, absolutely. Right. I forget what the exact quote is, but the line at the end was like, dude, this had to happen, man. Bye. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. And when he said, now we play the long game. I was like, okay, so he he kind of has a plan, but like I was I was thinking about that then. I was like, is that was that the one way that that he kind of wins? Well, and is... he you kind of know that already too, just because it's it's what he says. It's, it's what uh, Doctor Strange says to Iron Man, Spider Man. Like, hey, you know what? If it comes between you know letting you live or letting you live, I'm, or letting you know, the time stone, I'm still going to protect the time stone. Like I said, I don't care if you live or die. Like it's. It's it's a matter of protecting this in order to kind of seal the fate of the universe, yeah. right? So and that's how he protected it is by giving it up because he knew long term that's that's what was going to save the world. Right. I, I do have another moment though that that got me really giddy in the the theaters. Um, who also was excited oh. to see the Iron Spider's uh, legs? Oh, that was they came cool. out in the yeah, yeah. The way they used it was really inventive, and yeah, it's one of those yeah. moments where like holy crap, there they are, and he has the proper number. He doesn't have yeah. seven like in the comics. Yeah. Like I don't know if, hey, if you know, he, in the comics, his little Iron Spider has three legs. So it 
it's not a spider. He's like missing one. Right. <laughs> so yeah. uh that that was a moment I was like, yes, when the, the legs popped out. Can we talk about people dying? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So There's... uh hold on. Oh, go hold ahead, on. Larry. Yeah, go ahead. Throw throw back to STS Guys episode. I, I looked it up and I forgot the number. Like twenty seven when there uh Thanos explains it all. When we had a little, uh, it was kind of a bet as to who we all thought was going to die. I believe everyone on this podcast, besides me, picked uh, was it Hawkeye and Captain America? Yeah. yeah. How'd that work out for you guys? Yeah, not too Hawkeye good. I wasn't even in the movie. Although I do have to say, I will, I will give this to my credit. I did say that how I would like the movie to end was him slapping his fingers, and that ends the movie. I did yeah. say that in that episode. Yeah, and not specifically in that that podcast, Larry, but I remember. Uh, when we were talking about it amongst ourselves, I had a prediction about Loki and what and was going to happen in that scene. Like, I think Thanos is going to kill Loki and make Thor watch. And that's, uh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, well, they, they did right, call that right, one. Right. Good job. You called things that weren't officially on the record. But oh, who, called, uh, who called the correct death in uh, in Infinity War? Who's this guy? This guy. Goodbye, Scarlet Witch. <laughs> you okay. laughed at me so- and said, nobody cares about Scarlet Witch. But you know what? Poof. So can I share my, my kind of theory, though, that we're going to see here? So I think all the people that, that dissolved are the ones that we're going to see come back. I think yeah, any I, of the people that too. flat out died, died, like, I don't think we're going to oh, see yeah. Gamora again. So here, here's, here's the thing. So uh, every, every dissolving, you know, you're totally right, Scott, because, well, Black Panther just made, what, $1.3 billion? <laughs> right. In, in no Winter Soldier, Spider-Man. Yeah, they're coming well, back. They, they just got rid of the two people that could take over Captain America. Like, and, you know. Plus, if you, uh, yeah, and if you read the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, comic, you know that there's a lot of people that do die in that, but they end up coming back, uh, yeah. which kind of leads me to my next one. Um, there's a character that I think is going to get introduced, but I don't know exactly when. And I don't know if this has been leaked or not, but, you know, when do you guys think Adam Warlock's going to come into the mix? I if, think he's if you gonna, guys think he will. So I mean, we've already te- teased him, right? That was the the end credit scene in in Guardians two. Um, I I honestly think that they're gonna give his role in that storyline to Captain Marvel. Yep, that's what I was gonna say too. I don't think it's gonna happen, or at least not when you think it is. I think Captain Marvel takes his place. I think she's gonna be able to to snatch the gauntlet and go back in time, or at least snatch the time stone and go back and and fix things or correct things at the end she's definitely strong enough to be able to wield the infinity gauntlet so it's she has the ability to fix it i guess when does that movie come out is it february no uh march hers is like only a couple of months away it's like two or three months before the um before the next avengers yeah so hers is the last one before avengers yeah that's right there's that really big gap between uh ant-man in july and i guess march for captain marvel yeah, cool. Well, I'm already looking forward to Captain Marvel now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially with that Man. last. Yeah, that post-credit scene. Well, because we got to see, uh, like, it, it kind of leads me in because we know that Ant, like, they mentioned Ant Man right in in this one, so we know that it's going to be kind of that in between movie. But I really hope we see like what happens to them at the end. Like, one of those characters is going to dissolve, right? Like, somebody has to at the end of of the ant-man yeah, movie. that's probably what it is right it's the same timeline scott's over here doing his own thing while thanos is destroying the world and yeah. at the end maybe like wasp or something poof it, right and that brings him into to the fray so so 
one thing we haven't really talked about just my last question for you guys um as far as like villains uh where do you guys rank thanos for like mcu villains he, he honestly i think is my favorite like i'll just jump in and say like i love him as a villain because he i like his backstory like mm-hmm. that that's one of my things i don't like his like I just want to balance the universe. Like he has this whole, this made up kind of excuse for why balance and why he wants to kill half the people. But he has this really good, like air about him and he's arrogant, but he can back it up. And I think that really makes him one of the better bad guys. Well, they yeah. spend half the movie focused on him. Yeah. Either he's going around this, to get the stones or the flashback scenes with Gamora. So this yeah, was, like they, they definitely developed him more than any uh, uh, other villain. I, yeah, I think, that part that they there was a lot more about his character and stuff than like villains necessarily get um and more about the emotion like mm-hmm. why he's got the emotions about doing all this like i really enjoyed that part it yeah i think what really sold me is when he kills gamora right like the one thing that he actually like has love for and he's like i have to do this and this the way he's portrayed and when he kills and the, the regret that he feels afterwards, like it just made him, it sealed it in as my favorite character. I was surprised about her being surprised about it though. Like I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. how do you not know that? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously he, he, he's had you since you were a child. Like it, he's got some sort of feeling there for you. Uh, <laughs> well, that and like, she's done a lot of bad shit to him and he hasn't just flat out killed her. Like you got to think that maybe he has yeah, a I mean, little bit of feelings for you, at least somewhat. Right. But he didn't yeah. kill her. Cause he knew that eventually he was going to have to throw her in that pit to get that soul stone. Like, it was all a big old plan. Like that, honestly, that scene didn't do anything for me. Like yeah. I, whatever you're crying. No, you're not. You were going to kill her anyhow. Lame. <laughs> Uh, Larry is not feeling. I'm cold hearted. Poof. Yeah, poof. I, I have a question that I want to ask everyone. So I want everyone to go, go around the table in regards to things that you wanted to see in this movie that weren't there. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll name. I, ha- I have two. Um, I have one that was basically a spoiler that we saw that wasn't a spoiler um, in regards to a toy. I thought the Hulk was going to bust out of the the iron the the, the Hulkbuster suit, and he didn't. Dude, so, yeah. I, was waiting, I, was waiting, that... I was waiting the entire time for that to happen because there's the toy of it. I'm like, this is gonna happen. I'm like, I'm wait, I'm like, that's gonna be so cool. To see on the screen when that happens. That that, that never happened. Yeah, and, dude, and, and there's he's a... the crap out of it. Like, well, and there's a the trailer that shows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, my second thing is, so there's they haven't touched the Nova Core, or they, they they've never given any any like. Like time enough time for the Nova Core because they he because once Thanos shows up, he already has the power stone because he already destroyed Xandar where the Nova Core was. And so, do you think eventually we'll get a flashback or something else into that in exit in uh in Avengers 4 of him destroying Xandar or maybe even in a flash forward in Captain Marvel, um, of him basically you know, basically wiping out Xander to take the power stone because that's, he shows up and he automatically has it. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen at least, uh, even though you know, at the beginning, you have like the distress signal that, that Thor is sending out, have another one saying something about Xandar being destroyed, right? Like something to a hint that that had gone on at some point, any one of the movies. 
All right. So, Faye, what, what did you want? Is, is there something that you wanted to see in this movie that, that you were expecting to happen that didn't happen? Um, no, honestly, there wasn't really. Um, I do agree with you. I was through the movie expecting Hulk to eventually come out. <laughs> um, I'm really disappointed in Thor's hair still. Like, I really want him to grow back out, but you know. You, you, you like the long hair, Thor? Yeah, he's much better that way, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Faye about the, the Hulk stuff. I, I wish they would have given us more Hulk. Like, I know right at the beginning, they showed like Hulk wasn't really a match for Thanos, and that's probably why he was hidden the whole time. But like you were talking about, Jeremy, they hinted at the toy, and then they also hinted at in the trailer of Hulk eventually coming back out and fighting with them, and that didn't happen. Or was it just his pride was hurt? Yeah, I, I, don't, I wish they would have explained that more. Like, yeah, yeah like... Is he that afraid of, of Thanos that he won't fight like the Black Order? Like, yeah, and this is Hulk we're talking about. He's not afraid of any fight, not even if he's losing, you know? Well, he fought him at the beginning. Yeah, he fought right, him. Right, he did. He lost. But like, he tried to fight Surtur, who's theoretically stronger. Like, at what point were you going to be like, oh, you should come back out? Like, come fight. Don't be a little bitch. Like, you're, you're the Hulk. Like, it was lame. Like, I, I don't like how they handed the Hulk at all. Yeah, and, I totally and, agree. Like, other, again, that opening scene was awesome uh, when Loki dies, but um, that was it. Like, it was so cool to see Hulk just jump out and smash Thanos against the wall and stuff. Um, I'm like, oh, all right, cool, game on. Like, Hulk's my favorite character. And then, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Just lame Bruce Banner scenes no, where you can't. Performance anxiety. No, I think they're really <laughs> trying to get it into, like, they're, they're trying to hammer home, like, the fact that Hulk and Banner are now, like, a completely separate personality. And they're really trying to push it like, oh, he's only going to come out when he wants to. And he's, you know, yeah, like Killer Frost or something. Yeah. In the Flash. Lame. So, yeah. But he's, he, you know, like he was like a little kid in Ragnarok, you know, throwing the ball against the wall and being yeah. he's throwing hissy fit. So it, it does fit the character that they're trying to build. But I think that there are so many opportunities that you could have done that as a showstopper, like him breaking out of that armor that they, they really missed the ball having him show up. I mean. That whole scene of them all running towards, like, through the woods wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, so, it's like... weird that that got cut. Yeah. Well, well it wasn't even cut. It, didn't ex it doesn't exist. Yeah. Because Hulk wasn't in there. Because, like I said, in that, in that scene, there's... Hulk. Oh, yeah. Hulk, yeah. There's no Hulk. Yeah, I, there's not something that I wanted to see, but there is something that I, I did have to give them credit for. is not only hiding the Red Skull thing, but in every shot that they had... Mm -hmm. They only show him with the two infinity stones, right? When he's like he's pressing down Steve Rogers in the scene we all thought Steve was gonna die in, right? If you go back and watch the trailers, he only has two stones. The fact that he had all but one at that point in the movie, like was what really was was kind of for me was interesting is that they actually were able to hide what was going on through the like the trailers fairly well, well. I mean that's why they didn't uh want to release the title of the second Avengers movie because yeah it's still Infinity War part two but there were those couple moments like near the end right when Thor shows up he almost beats Thanos um Scarlet Witch gets the Infinity Stone out of Vision's head like they almost won a couple times they just wanted to keep that suspense there where you're like oh oh maybe they maybe the good guys are gonna win and they're like nope Bam. So yeah, Bam. that last line from Thanos at the end was pretty great, though. Should have gone for the head, you know. And then, that was perfect. Bam. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was great. 
Right. Is there anything about the movie that drove you nuts? Um, I'll go with mine. It's, it's so it's such a little thing. Um, when they very first showed Wanda Maximoff, I'm like, okay, what happened to her accent? Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> that was that they was thing. It was lame. So th- that's the thing that that made me mad. Um, but it actually has to do with them. Is everything happened when everyone was together? I, I don't know if you noticed that, but like, like Wanda and like Vision were together, and they're getting their ass kicked, and then all of a sudden, like. Steve Rogers never showed it was like way too convenient for everyone to be where they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Like what brought them together all at the first place? True. Didn't Com- really really didn't flow. Right. Like it was just it was convenience. Yeah. Comic book movie. Yeah. Like, oh, we're getting our butt kicks. Oh, here's B Squad shows up and they can beat these guys that Vision and Wanda can't beat, but Captain whoa, whoa, America. Whoa. Captain America is not B Squad. <laughs> I know he's not B Squad, but when you compare him to two superpowered beings, one with an Infinity Stone and the other that can destroy that Infinity Stone, I'm not going to want Falcon, Black Widow, and Captain America to be my saviors. I mean, <laughs> Wanda was holding her ground pretty good, though. I mean, yeah, she was going against two of them, and she still was alive. Right. I, I'm not discrediting it, but just them showing up and beating the people and like everything. It just it was way too convenient for me. That scene kind of annoyed me. Right. Um, as far as annoying, I, I wouldn't say it drove me crazy, but I think the Black Order was a little underutilized. I mean, I know they're in the movie a lot, but specifically Ebony Maw, I thought was such a cool villain, like kind of as the antithesis to Doctor Strange sort of the evil magic and then all of a sudden they just blow a hole in the spaceship and he's out in space and he died yeah oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with it that was actually one of my favorite scenes just because especially that he was defeated by peter parker like hey have you ever seen that old movie that, that alien old yeah <laughs> um that's true yeah, I mean, the, the way that played out was pretty hilarious, but I just thought it would have been cool to see him a little bit longer. My best, The, the best part is that, oh, we're using made-up names? Then I'm yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. Um, there was one other thing that kind of in- infuriated me is, like, with the size of the ship, where were those little monster things before, like, Wakanda? Like you think that if they're trying to like get the the stone, they would have just unleashed those into New York, right? Like, why weren't those used ever before? It seems like it was just like, oh, we need this, we need a massive enemy for these guys to fight. So let's just make up these little like six arm creatures. That's I guess point. they didn't need them. They they lured Doctor Strange out of New York real easy, so I guess, yeah. I guess they didn't need it. But maybe they knew that Wakanda had the super weapons and had that dome thing, and they were going to yeah. need something else. I don't know. Yeah, it it just seems like it was it, for me. Like the the writer was like, "Oh, we need a bad guy." Okay, well, we've used the Chitari before. Yeah. Um. Let's you need that nameless, kind of faceless, just army and to, yeah, to go was, against. Right. Demi- they reminded me of the Demodogs from Stranger Things. Yeah. So like, I, I get why they had him, but it just it that kind of annoyed me. Is like, you, you couldn't have established these as like a, a force beforehand. You you just bust them out at the end to be like, oh, here's here's the bad guys that you guys fight. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you guys to see if like if if this would basically make up for another movie that's gonna be coming out. So, do you notice how they kind of looked? They kind of had like the mouth of venom. Um. So, fast forward to to, to August. What if basically that that crash ship that's in that in that venom trailer is part is one of these, and. Yeah. 
That's, you're being too hopeful. Yeah, too optimistic. I'm being too hopeful. Um, you're saying that they're all symbiotes? Symbiotes. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Jerry? I like to enunciate. Uh, yeah. All right, we're we're running out of time. So we're we're running out now. <laughs> you killed it, Jeremy. You yeah, killed you the killed podcast. <laughs> yeah, just right there. Just and stop. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> go around, go around real quick. Um, what uh, what you expect to see in the next Avengers movie? So we'll start with Larry. Uh, I expect to see everybody come back to life, and I still expect to see uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Poof. Yeah, I agree with Larry. It's going to go Infinity Gauntlet style um, where they're going to have more help this time and that more help is going to be able to bring back everybody. Scott? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, Do you still think the scrolls are going to show up? Yeah. Secret Invasion? No, Jeremy and I, I think Jeremy and I can be mad enough to admit that we are wrong about the scrolls. I, we, were, we were wishful thinking. I, I am. I am still st- sticking with my scrolls. You think they're gonna still? You think it's gonna end? You think that one's gonna end with the scrolls and start the new new one? Um, and the only reason I think that is because like I said they played up Captain Marvel so much in this movie. Like I said, that's like gonna be the hero, and that one enemy that she's facing in her own merit is the scrolls. Like it's it's there for a reason, and and that's the only reason I think so. So I'm I'm sticking with mine. So I, I am just kind of excited to see some of these people come back to life, like that, that come back to life just to potentially get killed again. Like that's, that's my only problem is I think we're going to see a couple characters in the next one, get brought back just for the final fight and still end up biting the big one. I don't know who that is going to be, but I, there is going to be a couple of them that I think are going to, that are still going to end up being dead at the end of this. I, I don't think we're going to get all of our characters back. What about you, Faye? What do you think? Um, I would also agree with what um, Scott just said. Because, I mean, it makes us love, hate a movie when that happens, right? So. Yeah. Oh, no, most definitely. <laughs> so I think that that's definitely um, going to happen. Um, I'm just curious as to pretty much just how they end up taking him down eventually. Like uh, seeing how it all plays out will be pretty interesting to me. Yeah. And who, who's the one who gets that final blow that, that actually yeah. defeats the yeah. 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 Right. It'll, oh. it'll be good. Yeah. And I got I gotta say that scene where they're trying to take the gauntlet off and then Star Lord just starts hitting him in the face just drove me crazy. I was just like, really? Like, like how does he not know how important this is? You already played that out with like the last guardians of him, like blowing, like, you know, using rage to like, talk about like you, you think you would have learned from that moment, but yeah. Oh. So real quick, um, top five Marvel movie, like no rankings. Just is it in your top five? It's in my top five. It's in my top five. Top five for sure. I'm going number six. Oh. Like just outside my Larry. top five, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> Larry's always taking that side road, I, man. I, it's because it's because like it, it could creep up in there, but like. My top five is just like so solid, and I love those movies. It's it's hard to crack. It's hard to crack yeah. that top five for me. So give me some time, and it might like beat like the first Avengers, or honestly, like Age of Ultron is probably in my top five too. Um, I need a little bit more time before I make that commitment, though. So number six. How about you, Faye? I would say it's probably the top five too. 
Perfect. Yeah. So oh. again, Larry's the odd one out. Larry, you <laughs> whatever. Put this. Let's say I'm. I'm I want to keep us honest. You keep us honest. Yeah, I, I want to revisit this eventually because if you think this was better than Age of Ultron, if you think this was worse than Age of Ultron, uh, I don't know if we can be oh. friends anymore. Because yeah. Age of Ultron, <laughs> that was that had so many missteps. Like, I was gonna say, I think they learned a lot from Age of Ultron, especially in the villain department, because yeah. I hated Ultron as a villain. I thought he was horrible. And they yeah, but I like everything else about Age of Ultron. Yeah. True. I, I just it like that this one actually had stakes. We actually saw heroes die, and people die. That wasn't like, like I said, the, the, uh, forget the people wow. dissolving. Quicksilver's like, gonna speed through your house and punch you in the face. You know he can try, but he's dead. He's the one person they ga- they gave him a, a movie and they killed him in the same one. So you know if he can if he can do it, I'll take the punch. Like it's fine. So yeah, Quicksilver's cool. spinning his grave right now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't believe you forgot about me. Getting ready, getting ready. I didn't forget about him. I just don't. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> he doesn't even qualify as a Come hero. Come on, kick! It, it's the kid from Kick Ass doing a bad Russian accent. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know. Like I said he he had his clothes out, just like we're gonna have our clothes out from Larry. Yeah, hey. come on, Larry. Chill. Um, so, so special thanks to Faye, the Dark Side Dame, for coming on our podcast. Everybody, please go check her out on Instagram and Twitter at the Dark Side Dame. She has a website, darksidedame.com. Check out her pictures, double tap everything, give her a follow, give her a sub on YouTube. She's got a YouTube channel too. I've dropped everything, uh, links to everything in the notes, so sub her up, please. Um, and while you're doing that, go ahead and check out the SDS Guys on Twitter at SDS Guys, on Instagram at SDS Guys, on Facebook at the SDS Guys. And I am Larry from the SDS Guys. Like Chilling a like a bro. Like I am. See, we told if hey, like we told you before, like he is the master of this. Master Schiller. Yeah, seriously. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Faye, for joining us. It was yes, great. Thank you. This was awesome. Thank you. Come back anytime. So for episode 33 of the SCS Guys, I've been Jeremy. I'm Larry. Hey guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Scott. And we also sang bye to Faye as well. Bye. 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 Check around on Instagram. Have a good night, everyone. Bye.